Lesser Light by Matthew Draper Chapter 23 As I suspected, Sebastian was here on the surface of the moon. I landed, my feet firmly planted above the accumulated dust of millions of years of micrometeorites hitting the outstretched surface. Reaching into my memories, I pulled the protective armour into place. I did not have the ring this time. Instead, the armour formed from the red glow of connection between Dylan on Earth and myself here. Warm light flowed up my arms as gloves merged into sleeves over my wedding suit, wrapping fully around my body, down my legs and around my head. A spacesuit helmet of light, trapping oxygen from Earth and preventing my exposure to the vacuum of space. Opposite me, Sebastian stood ready for battle in my old armour, the ring blinking rapidly where it was located on his finger. A breathing apparatus of the same material as the ring was clamped over his nose and mouth, his eyes protected by a clear face mask. Behind him, the tall, skeletal figure of Gabriel was raised to full height, wings extended, faceless head lifted at a proud angle. The voice of the creature echoed within my head. Welcome back. We had been here before, the night Oscar died, when my faith in this moon-based creature had raised us from Earth and dumped our whole group down on the surface of the lunar object. Back then, I had accessed enough fear and faith to extend my armour out from me and around our whole group, forming a dome over my friends. From inside the dome of light, my friends had been paralysed with fear as Gabriel raised himself from the surface, dust streaming from his body, lifting free with a flail of his giant wingspan, and floating down to touch the ground with feet that looked half human, half beast. Moments before, we had all been praying and chanting in St Michael's, expecting miracles and connection with Gabriel, the lesser light. And then suddenly, we were transported here, surrounded by light reflecting off the surface, so bright it was dazzling. For all my belief and faith, I had never fully expected the archangel to answer my prayers and bring me here, to him. I stood before him in awe and wonder, stunned to be in his presence, shocked he had chosen me, me, to be brought near him. But my faith had wavered as I began to notice where I was. The light of the sun reflected off the powdery surface like summer glinting off the white sand on a beach, obscuring the pinpoint glow of stars around us. But thousands of miles away, in miniature, I could see the earth as small as a light-up globe on a teacher's desk. Beyond Gabriel, Outside of our dome, I saw a fallen figure. 
having arrived late to St Michael's, dragged up with the rest of us, but not close enough to be enclosed in the safety dome of my faith armour, Oscar had fallen into the dust. All the liquid in his body bubbling away through his aghast open mouth. Now, I heard Gabriel speak, drawing me back into the present. This time I will take you all. Gabriel made his announcement within my mind, speaking in a voice I recognised as my own, but deeper, different, harsher. His words were repeated in Sebastian's voice. Our three minds were connected here, mine, Gabriel's, and Sebastian's. Surrounded by the red glow of love, I strode towards them both, each step slow and steady in the thin gravity. I felt tipsy, almost weightless, outside of myself as I closed the distance between us. Sebastian, he is lying to you. Whatever peace he has promised is false. It's quiet here. Sebastian's voice was a whisper in my head. Sound could not carry in space, but I heard him speaking from his armour to mine. Everything settles here. The dust was undisturbed. I'm not bothered by my thoughts here. I replied, You can't hide beneath borrowed faith and never face your problems. Behind Sebastian, Gabriel soared upwards, his wings tight against the scales of his own body as he leapt over my old frenemy, landing a few feet away from me between my approach and Sebastian's position. His tough, scaled body looked heavy, even here. I offered you peace too, he said, but you refused to receive it. I remembered Oscar's face as he lost his ability to breathe, the rest of us frozen, stunned into stillness within the dome. It was not peace he offered, it was escape. You never offered peace. You only stirred up fear. I felt strong. Answers continued to click into place in my mind as I realised. You are not Gabriel, are you? The lesser light was something Morgan had invented to separate us from the real world around us. Faith in you was faith in a lie. But you, you were something tangible something that rises from the heavy crush of trauma. An argument with my parents flashed through my head, their bitterness and clarity of position against my coming out. I had buried their comments with such force. Coal, under pressure, becomes a diamond. The combination of trauma, fear and faith had brought this monstrous invented creature into my reality. Gabriel offered a peace that was not real. It was just the silence of space. Not resolution. Something hidden. Nothing solved. For trauma to unwind, it must be addressed. It must be seen, uncovered, drawn into the light of day so we can recognise it for what it is. Finished. A story come to an end, no longer controlling our choices. As if reading my thoughts, the creature acknowledged. I am not that puny archangel Gabriel you so eagerly believed in. I am Apollyon, 
the abyss. The faceless beast felt like an absence, not a presence. I have existed for all time, brought back every few hundred years by a person desperate to form connection but too traumatised to connect, except to me. I had to get to Sebastian. If I could construct armour from the love Dylan was pouring into me, surely I could form... A sword shimmered into existence in my hand. On earth, in the hotel, the bar door slammed open and Rocco appeared, rushing to Dylan's side. Dylan was propped against the bar, slumped on the floor, eyes open, palms up, surrounded in a red glow. I wasn't there, nor Sebastian. Rocco dropped to his knees beside Dylan. What's going on? On the moon, the creature claiming to be Apollyon reared away from my onslaught as I slashed at its featureless face. A wing attempted to wipe me out, but dry flesh crackled as it beat against my sword. Bursts of dry bone and dirt bursting from the point of connection. As I advanced, the beast backed closer to Sebastian, who had not stopped chanting since the fight began. I remembered praying too, in moments of fear, repeating comforting syllables of unintelligible language. Don't accept his terms, I shouted. You belong with us, back home, safe on earth. Now I was here, I remembered Sebastian attacking me in the train station. How had I forgotten before? Had he been persuaded by Apollyon that stealing my faith would silence his fears? I had never known Sebastian to be afraid of anything. He was always cocky and assured. But the abyss fed on unresolved trauma mixed with faith, the kind that enables cult leaders to prey on vulnerable people. I've never been safe, Sebastian cried out from behind the bulk of dragon between us. It was never safe there. Whatever psychic link Apollyon held open allowed his thoughts, my thoughts, and Sebastian's thoughts to converge. Showing me Sebastian as a young child. The boy was dressed in dinosaur pyjamas, aged five or six, on his way downstairs to ask for warm milk because he could not sleep. In the kitchen, his mum was cowering beneath the weight of his dad's anger. Both parents turned to him and screamed to leave the room. His mother, voice edged with fear, his dad filled with fury. A giant clawed foot hit me in the head, throwing me to the ground, not far from where Sebastian stood. The Apollyon stood above me, bony hands reaching towards my neck. In the bar, Dylan was losing strength. Our connection was slipping. I used the last of our joint strength to summon a crossbow to replace the sword and released a dart into the creature's chest. He fell away from me, and I scrambled to my knees, pulling myself towards Sebastian, who was aghast at the scenes, horrified by the chaos he had unleashed, but unable to move. He felt the way we all did the first time we came here, frozen, in fear, unable to fight back, the way we had felt when Oscar was found the next day outside St. Michael's, returned to the ground, bruised and broken. Young Sebastian was deep in his own past, 
his toes tucked into a pair of cosy Thomas the Tank Engine slippers, his ear pressed against the kitchen door as once again his parents warred. Their words were a blur, but the impact dissolved the safe edges of his childhood world. They created gaps in the safety barriers of his world now. It's in the past! I choked out the words as I stumbled closer, my hands reaching for his. He had hidden his childhood trauma in the past for too long. It was tumbling through him now, into the present. It does not feel in the past, Sebastian sobbed. The chemicals of negative emotion flooded his body, simulating stress reactions. He turned his hands over as if summoning something. He needed to regain control of his environment. From behind me, the Apollyon grabbed my shoulders. He heaved me bodily off the ground and flung me into the abyss of space. I was facing the stars. Below, Rocco's fingers were pressed to Dylan's wrist, testing his pulse. Dylan's heartbeat had begun to slow. Around him, the whole hotel appeared to shake. The light within the room changed from daytime to night, as the environment outside the window switched from the city to blank nothingness. Panes of clear glass in the window creaked, air pressure different outside to inside. Water taps screamed as the liquid inside the pipes throughout the hotel erupted without heat into gas escaping through open faucets. Bride and groom and gathered family and friends felt the air begin to be sucked from the room. Christine's veil flapped frantically towards an air vent. A whirlwind was passing through, pulling the atmosphere inside out. Chandeliers shuddered, swinging, glass crystals clinked against one another. Pulling himself up to the windowsill, Rocco could see the hotel had been transported to a grey surface. Was this the moon? Without knowing where he was, he could see Sebastian and the creature, and further away he saw me spinning into the abyss of space. Dylan staggered up beside him, the brilliant glow of our connection fading. It's you, he managed, speaking to Rocco. He needs you to believe and love him now. From where I was lifted, flung out towards the emptiness of space, I was twisting away, leaving the cracked hands of Apollyon. I closed my eyes. Beneath me, the hotel shuddered, barely holding together. I was barely holding together. I knew this was it, the last moments. I reflected on Rocco, with his family, and the kindness his mums had shown me at Christmas, welcoming me into their family celebrations, showering me with gifts. I thought of his dad, by the fire of crackling wrapping paper, gently probing into my life and offering insights from his own. I thought on Christine and Jeremy and Lizzie and Dylan, the Skygazer community at St Michael's, and the times we had spent together. For a moment, Oscar was here too, as he was the first day the ring had appeared on my finger. He had been the only other one than me who could see it. I remembered him saying, You will do great things. With Gabriel, 
or without, and he had smiled. Something Rocco said at Christmas was clinging to me. You don't have to be everything all the time. But now I felt him tell me, I want to be with you in everything, though, for all time. Like a pulse, a brand new band of connection stretched from the hotel, a rope of blue lights reaching towards me, joining the glow which encased my body, aligning with Dylan's love was the beat of Rocco's steadfast heart. I let my guard down and allowed myself to accept the love he offered. The glow burned brighter together. I was tethered to the hotel on the surface of the moon. Opening my eyes, I shared my own love with them, fully known. The bubble glow grew, expanding to surround the hotel, encasing the building in our connection, and pausing the escape of atmosphere from inside. It was time to send Apollyon back where he came from. Gripping the safety line between Rocco, Dylan and me, I willed myself back out of space, dropping rapidly. As I crashed into the celestial body, we all reappeared on Earth, gravity kicking in, reality surging through us, drawing us back down to the hotel, to the bar floor, the hotel returning to its foundation. It was as if we had never left. Sebastian and I fell onto the carpet. I was up first, grabbing him by the shoulders of his cassock to heft him off the floor. He looked terrified, as if I were about to hit him, but I wrapped my arms around him instead. I held him in a tight hug, repeating, It is okay. It's over. You're safe. They can't get you. You're not there. I told him, Your parents are in the past. That story has ended. You don't have to carry that trauma. Focus on where you are now, on this moment. Can you feel me? I'm here. Rocco and Dylan picked themselves up as well. I waved them over and they joined me, surrounding Sebastian, their arms joining in the group hug. You are not lost in the past, you are here. Rocco's eyes widened as behind me, Apollyon filled the whole room. I turned towards the beast releasing my grip on the boys as the creature's featureless face cracked in two, jagged lines appearing and separating into a ghastly hole from which a screaming cry emerged. No, I commanded. You have no power here. The scream widened, increasing as the abyss opened deeper from inside. I stepped towards the growing void. I am safe. I am grounded. I am here. I pressed my words into the expanding space. We went through a lot, but we survived. I do not have to live in the past. I expressed my thoughts clearly as the emptiness ate itself, spreading outwards from the increasing gap until the wings, clawed hands, beastly feet and whole body was swallowed up into its own abyss, the scream collapsing in on itself until only a pinprick of historic emptiness remained where the creature had been. I am here. I am now. I am loved.
Lesser Light is an online event. Head to lesserlight.blog to join in the comments section or share this story on Facebook, Twitter, Hive or your favourite social media platform. The Lesser Light paperback is available from lulu.com or other booksellers or you can download the ebook now. But remember, no spoilers until New Year's Day. The story is fictional, but if the elements about trauma, cults or recovery have affected you, you can find helplines at lesserlight.blog.